Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by us, the Young Aunties. Hey, now y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Now, down here in the South, Atlanta area to be exact, we say it's rude to walk in the room and not introduce yourself. So we're going to do that first. Kay, kick us off. What's going on, everybody? It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where is Kirby Ann? And on the west side, we're now checking in from the SWATs, as usual. Y'all know we got to bring you a little sunshine. Good morning, y'all. It's your favorite double C, Coco and Kirby, Florida made, Georgia paid up in this motherfucking thing. Hey, now everybody needs a shooter on their squad. What up, y'all? Auntie Kaylee, a.k.a. Killer Kaylee with no kills, a.k.a. the original Kaylee established in 1985. Hashtag stop gentrifying my name. Stop doing it. And I am your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school life on you, where we put it on you. And we welcome y'all to the show once again. All right, y'all. You know what we do in the beginning? We got to get those wing orders out your way. Coco. What's your wing order today? So, you know, I'm feeling a little brunchy. So I'm going to have me a grit bowl. You know what I'm saying? Um, Topped with eggs and turkey sausage, bell peppers, onions, spinach, cheese. And then I'm going to also have some little hash brown and some brown gravy with my water and lemon. Mm. All right. Hit us with the brunch vibes. I like Mm -hmm. that. I like that. Auntie Kirby, what we got? I'm gonna keep it uh keep it classic. I'm gonna do a 10-piece medium from JR Crickets, extra crispy, large, large, chunky blue cheese, <laughs> celery, carrots. I'm gonna have plenty of water. And then um I'm gonna disrespect my gut and I'm gonna have a slice of strawberry cheesecake, uh, probably from Cheesecake Factory or one of them other expensive restaurants I go to sometimes. I got that cheesecake that when you when you pull it off the fork, it just mm. it just is smooth and it's creamy mm-hmm. um, or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to keep it classic today. I'm going to be dunking two ounces of blue cheese per wing because I'm hungry. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Yes. Auntie Kaylee, what we got on the plate today? I know it's something good. <laughs> Still on my, my salad tip. So Ooh. I think I just wanted a large salad with some crispy you know, cut up chicken in that thing. Um, but it's not going to be that healthy because I also want some blue cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take a salad too. I'll take a little salad on the side. Um, I want extra onions, you know, stank rough for life. Um, I do want some good chunky blue cheese and I want some wings on the side. Um, I, I, I think I just want some regular fried wings, like regular wings. With some uh, trapeze hot sauce. Ooh. And that's Ooh. it. You know. Probably let a little of the blue cheese touch on it and stuff. You know. It makes in. But yes. All right. So the aunties is eating good. We hope y'all eating good. 
two got some good wing orders for yourselves coming up it's time for the next slot on the show excited about this one auntie of the week i always enjoy it. auntie kirby you've been holding us down you got a good one for us today yes so today's auntie of the day or auntie of the week is going to be solange knows uh she's actually now the first black woman the new york city ballet announced it monday uh that she's going to be the first black woman to actually compose an original score for a production that they're doing the production is actually uh one of their fall fashion weeks um it's the 10th anniversary um and it will honor actor sarah jessica parker who is the ballet's vice chair uh this is the first time this is going to be happening so excited for her we all know uh the amazing albums that she's put out in the last couple of years a seat at the table and um also when i get home so we know that Solange is going to be bringing something very cool and ethereal and thoughtful um and probably something that is culturally relevant uh to our culture as well so really excited about that for her and i just you know i love her artistry uh beyond the fact that you know uh, she had those amazing albums she's just really really authentic really really thoughtful um, and really, really genuine in the way that she produces her music and produces the experiences of her albums and her videos um, and very conscious of her blackness in that. And so we just want to congratulate Auntie Solange Knowles uh, for being the first black woman to compose an original score for the New York Ballet. We're excited to see it. Um, the first show, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be on September 28th. Um, if monkeypox and COVID um, don't look like they outside on the buffet, I might see if I can get a little quick flight uh, to New York to see it because I love the ballet. I actually went to see Giselle uh, by the Atlanta Ballet earlier this year. So really, really excited for that. So congratulations, Solange, uh, for being auntie. Uh, good day. I love it. Um, shout out to all the musicians out there. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of us play instruments growing up and um, reading, you know, can read and write music and so that that's especially uh, special to hear that that's what she's doing. Can't wait to see it, and her creativity is like unmatched. Like it's it's so so dope. So that's that's gonna be an interesting one to watch. For sure. I love All it. right, y'all. It's time to get into that good old menu. What y'all are here for? You know, we like to start with Atlanta news at the top because that's where we at. Um, some of these, we're going to just give you guys some a quick rundown, and some we might have a little commentary, so don't be alarmed if we don't get into every story, but Kay, kick us off. Give me an Atlanta story, because I know you got a good one. Yeah, so Georgia is up here, you know, making the ranks. They are fourth in class, uh, just not for something that really anyone would want to be fourth in class. Uh, Georgia is now ranked fourth in the U.S. for confirmed monkeypox cases. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you know, back in high school, you used to have top 10%, top 5% validatory, salutatory. Well, it looks like Georgia's trying to at least graduate cum laude in the monkeypox cases. Um, apparently, according to the CDC, out of the 11,177 cases that are going on, Georgia has 851. Um, New York has 20, uh, a little over 2,200. California, over 1,900. And Florida, over 1,000. Um, and now this state brings forth uh, Georgia ranks fourth for monkeypox cases. Uh, apparently, there's a rising number specifically in the Atlanta metro area. Um, and of course, that's left a lot of residents, including myself, on edge. Um, and of course, y'all know that monkeypox has been declared a national emergency, a public health emergency. Um, they do say that there are a number of vaccines that are coming, although they are behind in production. So apparently, this uh, this coming month in September, 
Uh, there's supposed to be at least 150,000 doses of the two-shot vaccine uh, coming to the Atlanta area, and then another 1.1 million um, that are already available. Uh, but apparently, uh, we having a time getting those out here. And there are some communities that apparently are more susceptible than others. CNN was writing about uh, the fact that we may want to consider, uh, even though it does kind of feel discriminatory, the way that news has been disseminated about monkeypox, to be honest about the, the, the communities that are most susceptible. And right now, it is still, uh, most cases, over 90% in Georgia at least, are between um, people uh, who are part of the LGBTQI plus community, specifically uh, gay men. Um, so, you know, we want to shout out our brothers out there. Please be careful. Take care of yourselves. I've seen enough pictures of monkeypox to know that never. Uh, it is not of God. Uh, I don't want no parts of it. Um, and it leaves really, really bad marks. And I've also, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, heard about how the first couple of days of having monkeypox, like your body is on fire. People can't even really go to sleep. Uh, so y'all be careful out here. Um, and just remember, just because you're in the top five don't mean it's worth it. <laughs> Okay. So that's what's going on as far as Georgia is concerned in the Atlanta metro area around monkeypox. Uh-oh, I don't think we can hear you, Auntie Nick. Uh-oh, thank y'all. I said, move. <laughs> but I'll be, I be quick. I'll be slow with that uh, unmute button sometimes, y'all. Be trying not to, you know, you have like the noises in the background. You don't want to be distracted. Yeah, be trying to eliminate that they're building they're rebuilding the house across the street so y'all don't um don't pay me no mind but thank you aunties for getting me together um it looks like kemp is at it again auntie kaylee has an update for us yeah kemp is still out here trying to beg for uh votes and shit so uh he said he's doing a one-time payment for all you brokies 350 dollars and literally he said broke ass bitches only apply or qualify for the $350. So, you know, I don't know if that's enough to buy your vote. I would like $350, but that's not life-changing. So I just feel like if you're broke, like, whatever. So that's that's up with Kent. He, he, he's still out here begging y'all. I mean, sweating. maybe it's a car payment or something. <laughs> it could be. You're right. I mean, all money can benefit some people, of course. But $350 one-time payment. I mean, how to say you 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 asking for votes without saying you asking for votes? I'm just just saying. Yeah, because like I'll take it if somebody was handed it to me. <laughs> but I don't want you to act like you really like making a life changing <laughs> right. thing. You know what I mean? Like, and also I'm still voting for Stacy. So there you go. <laughs> Wow. All right. I love that. I mean, you really broke it down, honestly. Like, hey, all the broke people go get $350. If y'all ain't broke, you ain't get shit anyway, so don't even get excited. Um, Moving right along. Another shooting. Y'all know Atlanta, we have shootings all the time, but this one um, definitely was a little bit um, notable. Kirby, you'll let us know why? Yeah. So, you know, speaking of broke, is all my life I've been broke. <laughs> Don't laugh no more. Nappy, this is not funny, but I just, comedy is a part of how I cope with life. An actual member of Nappy Roots, a rapper of Fish Skills, actually got robbed. Y'all, he got robbed and shot down in Castleberry Hill, which I actually used to work in Castleberry Hill. Um, the group Nappy Roots actually uh, has a brewery down there um, in Lantucky. And uh, he was leaving the brewery and two suspects, two suspects apparently robbed uh, a customer that was already in the parking lot 
before actually entering Atlanta Brewery and forcing Scales into his car at gunpoint. They then drove him up the road to his home in a neighboring suburb where he was able to escape, but not before shooting the man in the leg during a struggle. Um, he is doing well. He's alive. Uh, he posted to let everybody know that he was okay. But y'all, beyond the fact that Atlanta is constantly dealing with some kind of shooting or some kind of violence, like, y'all just got to be careful and got to be vigilant. We saw, I saw a story this past week of a girl uh, coming back to her car and there was a napkin in the in the door handle and she touched it and it was some poisonous substance and it almost killed her and she ended up in the hospital. People putting zip ties on the back of folks' cars to identify them as potential trafficking victims. So if you're working late um, or if you are well-known or even if you're not well-known, just if you're a general human being, you just got to be careful out here. And I have warned about this type of stuff years ago as Atlanta began, began to expand its population. And when you got too many different people from too many different places, and then you also got a lot of, to, to Kaylee's point, broke people in the same place, a lot of robbing, cutting, stealing, shoot, uh, shooting, and killing goes on. And so we're really glad um, that the Nappy Roots uh, member is safe. Uh, but getting shot in the leg, I, mm, I don't want to be shot, period. But getting shot in the leg, like, that's one of my, I would rather probably get shot in the thigh. At least there's enough meat and muscle there that it probably won't hit no crazy-ass nerves. But my calf muscles are very dense. I would never want to be shot. I don't want to be shot, period. But we're glad that he's okay and, and thankful that um, he's in a stable condition and recovering. But y'all got to be careful. And as far as Castleberry Hill is concerned, it's very odd to me that Peter Street, Peter Street is real broke acting while Walker Street was just literally on the other side of Peter Street. This stuff don't be happening on Walker Street. So it's just another interesting situation to observe between what happens in areas that are populated by certain people and areas that are populated by other kinds of people. But I'm going to keep that cute and not go down that rabbit hole today. Today, but we might circle on back to that another day. Um, up next, Shandy, Auntie Coco, and Curvy. You talked about this before um, on a previous season, and it seems like it is still an issue. What is going on at Clark Atlanta? Girl, somebody fucking up the church's money. Mm -hmm. um, so they still having issues, you know, with housing. Um, families are talking about, you know, how they got there on move-in day and their child did not have um, housing. Um, one lady, one family specifically from, um, I believe, McDonough um, actually paid a security deposit back in February of 2022 to secure their child's housing. So when they get there in August, um, they say that the child room was replaced and that, you know, for whatever reason, the child wasn't, um, or the student, I should say, wasn't enrolled financially. But my thing is, if I wasn't enrolled financially, then why are you sending a quote for a deposit? You get what I'm saying? And then also um, another family from Ohio, they got here, same situation. The uh, student had to end up enrolling in online classes and go back home for this semester. Oh. Um, clock and lemon. Y'all got to do better. Because this just don't make any sense. Y'all always talk about HBCU this, HBCU that, Black excellence. And y'all, what are y'all doing with the money? Because my thing is, if y'all getting the money, then y'all should have enough housing. And if you don't, stop over-enrolling students for the money. Because I'm pretty sure the president, he got somewhere to stay. I know he ain't trying to find nowhere to stay and every other staff member who worked there. So my thing is, no. If it was me personally... 
you know what I'm saying? I be being down doors. If that was my child, they would have got housing that day because I would I wouldn't have left. We're gonna be here all night until you find my child somewhere to stay, but you know that's me. I don't mind by causing trouble. But yeah, um, y'all gotta do better because that just doesn't make any sense. Again, y'all did this last year, so you should have been prepared this year on how much housing you had available. But no, y'all just want to keep taking the money, taking the money, and now children are homeless, for lack of a better word, or they have to go back to school. Packing your child up to go to college is already a traumatic and, mm -hmm. you know, big experience as a family anyway. But then to get here and to know that your child has nowhere to live, that's too much for me. Clark Atlanta, clean it up. Period. Clean it up, indeed. Um, literally and yeah, <laughs> business like because that that was the issue before it was all them bugs and rodents and stuff all up in the dorms, and now they can't even get in the dorm. Like Atlanta, who can't to get it together? I'm just trying to understand who can't do it. Right, who keeping the books? If Sally got three apples, <laughs> came two away. They, they got them people up there that didn't know how to answer them questions. Oh, that, that's who up there running the office, obviously. All right. Well, let's move it on along. Auntie Kirby, I'm coming back to you. Yeah. So I ended up mixing up the stories, but no problem. I got you. Apparently, a doctor in Florida has reported an uptick in women from Georgia crossing the Georgia-Florida border to get abortions. And now we've talked about this this year, one of the biggest mistakes um, of the Supreme Court uh, in, in all of American history, overturning Roe v. Wade. And we knew that this was going to happen across many states that have different types of really antiquated abortion laws. And of course, if I'm not mistaken, there was one abortion clinic in, in Atlanta, and I'm pretty sure that one has closed down due to protests um, and threats. And so now Georgia women are crossing the Georgia border um, as close as Tallahassee to get abortions uh, because, of course, you can't necessarily get a legal and possibly even safe abortion in the state of Georgia. And so it just was interesting to me, this peak, um, I saw this as I was reading different news about Atlanta and Georgia. And like I said, I knew that this was going to happen. And I think it's just so very unfortunate. First of all, you got to drive all the way down there, gas too damn high. Then you got to have the money to pay for the procedure. And then you got to hope and pray that the doctor that you're getting it from is not going to be one of the weirdos that says they're going to do it, but then they release your information to the state that you're a resident of and potentially get you hemmed up and possibly all the way put into jail or prosecuted for something. Um, and so while we appreciate some of these different uh, states and doctors opening up their offices, I just you know want to remind women, um, especially women in Georgia, just to be careful. Um, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago or maybe even last season about, you know, the period tracking and menstrual tracking apps, being careful about what type of documentation you have around when you got pregnant, the type of tests that you take, whether you go to a doctor, you do a home test, et cetera. Just be very, very careful. Be very, very vigilant. Um, and for those of us that can, maybe even avoid sex altogether. Because I don't even know if these men that's getting folks pregnant are worth having babies with in the first place. But that's just me. Um, so y'all just please be very careful. Please be mindful of the country that we're in and the state of this country. Um, and take care of yourselves and be safe. Absolutely. We know that this is not the end of this type of information that's going to be coming to us. So we'll be following you guys. The auntie's got you covered. All right. Up next, Kaylee, I got to come to you. This, I need you to help me understand what this lady got going on because we like to hold these people in high regard, but some 
Some ain't right. It's a hair on the soap. It's short. It's curly, and it ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a young lady. Her name is Christina Peterson. Uh, she is a judge. She's actually the first ever black probate judge in Douglas County. Um, and she's out here acting a fool. So <laughs> a lot of us touch base or have interactions with the court. And we all know that there are some judges, like as soon as they put that robe on, it's like they take off all kinds of like all of their common sense, decency, respect, and just, you know, act like, you know, they got a crown on their head and start acting a fucking fool. So she's one of those people. Um, <laughs> so she is facing an unprecedented 50 counts of a alleged judicial misconduct. 50. 50. 50. Uh, in addition to that, she's also been accused of stealing some folks' money from the HOA. Um, she sued her HOA, her and some other people were all plaintiffs as part of the same lawsuit. There was a $70,000 settlement, apparently. Um, I don't know how all of the funds were dispersed to only her, but they were. Um, and she did not share. Um, this lady's out here showing them titties and begging for cash app money since she's been a judge, which, you know, y'all might think what's the problem with that. But when you're an elected or uh, appointed official that can give off bribery vibes. So you don't want to be doing things like that. Um, what else has she done? <laughs> I mean, she's just, she's just crazy. I don't know if y'all familiar with her. Um, it's really sad that she's the first black you know, probate judge who's out here just, and, and I don't know, bringing that to the office. Oh, I read something else that she was holding uh, wedding ceremonies on the weekend, even after, but the sheriff's office asked her not to do that and that they were not willing to go out and secure the building. So she was, she did it anyways. So someone could have brought a gun up in there. Someone could have busted somebody's head up in there. Um, yeah, I'm like, why is it that important for you to like marry these folks on the weekend? So I don't know how y'all feel about that. If y'all got any opinions, but uh, that was crazy. Yeah, that 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 last part you said too. Like I saw that as well, and I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like that is so irresponsible." And I mean, honestly, if I was one of those people, I wouldn't have even wanted to come up in here if the sheriff, which they probably didn't know, they probably assumed it was manned the way it normally is manned. If you're opening it, but anyway, Kirby, you 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 heard this rundown. What your face is saying so much right now. I mean, is this a judge that you would want? I mean, if I was producing a judge show, like Judge Judy type shit, and I wanted somebody that was going to, you know, be fantastically foolish uh, on television, and I knew I could do my Mona Scott and get some coin, maybe. Um but then she, and she wouldn't have to beg uh, people for cash app donations if she was. And y'all, I'm very wary of that cash app stuff. And I've thought about it even on this platform. Maybe we should put our cash app. But that just, I'm uncomfortable. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. If you're going to be giving me money, I tend to want to provide some sort of service or product. So that's just, that's just a lie for me. It's very much, yeah, it's very much giving. But also like some of the younger generation, like that's a part of how they help each other. Like I, I, I got a Tumblr account and I see people all the time, like, Younger kids, if they got some issues, or they're trying to get out of an abusive parent's home, or they're trying to pay a cell phone bill, or something like that, or they don't have a really good job, like they'll put up their cash app and you know ask for coin. Only time I put my cash app up is for my birthday, um, 
And that's just because I prefer money over gifts. <laughs> I'll buy my own gifts. Um, but yeah, I saw some of the footage of them people coming into the court uh, with full-on wedding dresses. It looked like a whole ceremony. I'm just like, I would not want to get hemmed up during my ceremony if I don't see no security there. I, that 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 scares me. And then the situation with the HOA, she was so disrespectful. One of the videos, she basically was telling them people, giving her, giving them people her ass to kiss. Um, and people were standing up and you know saying their piece or whatever. And she basically was like, "Fuck you." I, you know, here's the thing. You know, for all the times that we that I spend uh, holding people accountable, I want to make it very clear. Black women ain't perfect either. It's plenty of us that act up, even though I can't claim her because I don't know what tribe of black women she come from. <laughs> okay. But just my people, we 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 have to do better. This is unnecessary. And you know it's embarrassing, which leads me to believe that you might be a narcissist. Because even if I was doing some thievery and acting foolish and being cavalier, I'm not going to show out on camera so people can have evidence of me being an asshole. Like, that's $70,000. You could, you could have random people that money and then flip whatever you had left to get you another 70 if it was that deep. Or I don't know, or convince some people to invest the money in something else. Like, again, y'all know my rule. I don't believe in doing wrong, but if you're going to do wrong, do it right. Do it all the way. Do it with your full chest. And it looked like she just been half-stepping um, on 50 different occasions. I want to say she did do it with her full chest when she made her little cash app begging move, so... And here's here's something that I just want to point out, um, and in, in in with judges specifically, I think that judges sometimes have a hard time separating their authority in the courtroom with their authority outside of the courtroom, and they kind of tend to walk around as if they're on the bench everywhere they go. Now, should you hold yourself to a certain standard all the time? Absolutely. But you are not on the bench holding a gavel, making judgments and decisions on how everybody else is living their life and what they're doing everywhere you go. When you're in the HOA meeting, you are a resident. You are not the judge. When you're in line at the checkout down to the Publix, the Walmart, the Kroger, or the Target, you are a customer not the judge. When you down to the church trying to get the praise on and your prayer, you are a parishioner, not the judge. When you go to your kid's school to see what's going on and talk to them teachers, you are a parent, not the judge. So I say all that to say, I think that she kind of has it in her mind that the way that she gets to do whatever she feels in her courtroom, she can do that everywhere. And this is a very irresponsible thing and a very dangerous thing um, because people who don't understand their limits and limitations and don't understand checks and balances and boundaries start to you know get ahead of themselves. She's too big for her britches. She's only been a judge for two years. Yeah, I'm gonna need her to calm down. And the, and the thing about it is, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. You know, you unfortunately, when it comes to us, especially black women, one person represents the whole. 
And when one person, we're rooting and we're happy for you, and we're like, yes, good job, then you start fucking up. It make all of us look bad, and it makes it, unfortunately, harder for the next one because they associate what you did with all of us. So I'm going to need you to really just take some time, breathe, do a self-assessment, take my to-go box from last week, have a conversation with yourself, and really just reassess things and see what you need to do moving forward because we want you to win. Don't get it twisted. But you out here looking crazy and you going out, like Carisha say, real bad. <laughs> Girl, Douglas Carroll ain't going to have another black judge for another 67 years now. Yeah, like... <laughs> I've lived near Douglas County. Them white people don't they don't be fucking with us, period. I'm sorry. Like Douglas County. Like, this is why we don't give them chances. That's <laughs> why we don't that's why we don't work with them, you know. Um anyway, okay. That is our Atlanta news moving right along. Miss Coco, Auntie Coco. What's hey. up with the first story on the menu, please, ma'am? Okay, so I'm not sure if everyone is familiar with Dana Chanel. I think I'm saying her name right. Yeah. Um, she's a social media influencer. Um, she's been in the news lately, you know, not for some good things, you know. Apparently, you know, allegedly her and her husband are Joe and the scammers, but you know, I don't really know much about that, so I'm not gonna speak on that, but I am here to speak on um she has a podcast, and on her podcast, she recently talked about how women Oh, their men sex and that women should not weaponize sex against their men and she goes to say sex is such a huge part of a man's identity it is the way he emotionally bonds with us god himself hallelujah wired him this way and she also said that as a working mom we may get tired stressed and overwhelmed but it's dangerous to neglect our husband's needs. And then she said, when a man reaches an orgasm, he releases um, the hormone of oxytocin, which is also known as the abundant hormones, you know, and he does it at such a high rate. So if he can't, you know, nut, he's not going to love us. Basically, he's not going to be able to bond with us. That's, you know, that's what I got from that, but that's me. But I just really want her to know is that Women also release oxytocin. Um, and it doesn't change your behavior. It doesn't make you fall in love. It doesn't, you know, just give you feelings from someone. You already have to have feelings for that person. Basically, it just makes you happy. I mean, and everybody knows sex is supposed to make you happy. That's why, <laughs> you know, after you have sex with some men, they pillow talk and they love you. But then the next day, baby, you block because, you know, the high has worn off. But, you know, me personally... I don't feel like I'm really tired of people telling people what they should do in a relationship because what works for you and your husband may not work for me and my husband. I'm not married, by the way. I'm just saying. But also, nobody should not weaponize anything against anyone. You, you financially taking care of me or you being my husband, you should not weaponize that against me. But, you know, that's me. What y'all thoughts about it? I got thoughts. I think people who don't have no damn degree need to shut the fuck up. Ooh. I don't know what school she went to. I don't know what church she, she's from or pastoring at. Like, what qualifies her <laughs> to say any of this shit? 
<laughs> I mean, you can say whatever you want. Number one, it doesn't make it true. Right. <laughs> Number two, it doesn't mean it's going to make some sense. Number three, it's just like, okay, like, I don't even know. Girl, the fact that you had to break down why it's bad to weaponize sex. So is that something you were doing, ma'am, before? And then you had to uh, switch your game up? Is that how you were moving, Dana? I don't know. I'm just saying. I never thought about weaponizing sex, but maybe I should. Shit. She got a man. He cute. And they out here, you know, getting their coins, however they getting it. So, I don't know. <laughs> you know, normally I would take an angle by commenting on what she said, but I want to comment on what her and her husband are doing, which is what a lot of people are doing on the internet right now, which is pandering and grifting to people in order to make money. Y'all, and I understand because let's just keep it a hundred schmundo. 90% of the global population is fucking idiots. Um, I think we've all established that by now. Um, and the other 10% of us, they got a little piece of sense of fighting with each other with who's good, who's evil, and who's gonna pay the light bill. I just, you know, I get it. I know y'all wanna get y'all coin. You all are good looking people and you know that you're able to utilize that and weaponize that towards the rest of the world as a means of making money and making it seem like that the things that you say and do um, and prescribe are legitimate um, and are valid. Um, but just, I'm 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 ready for us to be, like Auntie uh, Coco was saying, I'm ready for us to be out of the relationship guru, relationship coach uh, era of the internet. Um, there's some other dude named Andrew Tate that got hemmed up and put off the internet about some of his foolala around basically saying that women should accept responsibility for sexual assault. Um, there's another uh, up and coming kitten uh, in heels, uh, AKA Kevin Samuels Jr. I can't remember his name. I've been trying to find the videos, but he's been hanging up on me and that basically said, I'm in a happy marriage and I work together with my mm -hmm. wife. We don't have roles mm -hmm. in our marriage. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of done with it. And I, I watched that video with Dana Chanel. She is a very beautiful woman, but she does something that's similar to what, uh, what's his name, Dave, uh, what's his name, Shapiro? I forgot Shapiro's first name. She yeah. does, Ben Shapiro, she does something similar to him, which is somewhat of a debate tactic, which is to look at someone and say something confidently, even if it is wrong, but because you're saying it confidently, it comes off as if it is accurate. Um, and so, y'all, I just would say anybody listening or anybody that watches some of these folks, um, the same thing I say about church, Y'all need to be thoughtful about who you take advice from. Go be introspective, be reflective. Think about what you want and what your desires are. Learn, do your own self-inventory. You don't need advice from these people, um, especially if the relationship they have don't look like the relationship that you want. And don't think that just because somebody is presenting something to you a certain way, presentation, like, that's just like, I hate beats. Somebody could bring them, put them on a table and make this beautiful array of golden and red beats and all these different, like, you know, uh, greens and this is and goat cheese and this is really beautiful. It still tastes nasty. I don't want it. It's going to make me vomit. So don't let people wrap things up, wrap up shit in a pretty bowl and give it to you. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 over the relationship internet uh, scene. Uh, folks gotta folks gotta relax. I'm tired. <laughs> I like Dana Chanel. <laughs> I mean, I don't know her, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I would say this, I, I, I have a um, I don't love everything that comes with Dana, but I um, I appreciate um her attempt, uh, her and her husband's attempt to teach others about business, inspire and encourage them to pursue entrepreneurship, 
um, to pursue, you know, them, their best selves. Um, now, whether that person's best self and your best self align, that may be different. But I do appreciate that. Um, I appreciate the fact that um, they have these two cute little kids. See, I, I do follow her um, on Instagram. And so I see like her, I appreciate the fact that she went through her whole two pregnancies um, online and kind of talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly with them to kind of walk through it with women who probably empathize with that, who probably had similar things um, going on with their pregnancies and with having small children um, and with having a husband with, with children and the conflicts that that could cause. So I, I enjoy it. Now, I, 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 what I want for her to weaponize is I want her to weaponize how long it took to get a product that I ordered from your ass a couple years ago because I put in the order and I swear it was like three, four weeks before a shipping label even got created or something like that. It took way too long. I'm going to need you to weaponize something against that in the name of Jesus because that took way too long for me to get that product and I never ordered nothing else again because that left a bad taste in my mouth. Y'all know, Kirby, you know, especially if somebody take too long to get me a product that shouldn't take that long, then I'm not doing it. I, can, I can't. I'm not doing that. So she fell under that. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I enjoy her and Donnell, Prince Donnell, her husband. Um, they they not gonna run my life um, with nothing but the content. It is what it is. It's cool. That one in particular about the weaponizing the sex, yeah, that didn't make no damn sense to me. That sounded like you've been listening to these men too long and they done indoctrinated you into that way of thinking. First of all, no, you should not weaponize sex against someone. That in itself just sounds really crazy and dangerous. Second of all, like you said, I don't, I don't like when people act like something that is true for men is not also true for women in, in many cases because it, it's interchangeable. Um and you don't emotionally bond through sex you physically bond Come through on, sex. okay i'm gonna need us to learn the differences here um emotional bonding can happen in many other ways but sex is not one of them um sex is an isn't can be an extension and a physical expression of that emotional bonding that that's what it's intended to be a physical expression of that emotional bonding that is supposed to result in a kid. Um, yeah, I didn't like that because I think that's teaching people things that's not correct. And, and to what somebody said earlier, you can have sex with somebody all day and not be emotionally attached to them at all. So again, teaching people that sex equals emotional bonding, I think that's a very dangerous thing. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially women, out here thinking that they're bonding with these men and that these men are emotionally attached to them because they fucking them. And that it, it is not equivalent to that. So yeah, that whole clip can go in the T-rash as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Um, them shipping times can go in the t rash as far as i'm concerned but the motivation and them cute kids will keep them but you know what nick before uh, we go to the next topic that is yep. allegedly supposed to be the scamming like the the products and the stuff that she provide um and also like an app with helping people grow their business because she 
it's supposed to be the the lawsuit is supposed to be against her her husband and small black business owners so you know that's what it's supposed to be so i don't know now she she sound like or they sound like they got to get the gab over there at that goddamn address um but yeah they definitely do have to give the gab um and hopefully i mean i know the lawsuits is out there hopefully it work out for them if it don't oh well Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, she got some more serious than just lawsuits. I mean, the AG's office, the attorney general's yeah. office yeah. is on that ass. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. She better do a podcast to get some money in. Yeah. Better call on the Lord. I mean, she used to have um, Curl Bibles, Sprinkle of Jesus. I, I used to see all that stuff. So, hopefully, Jesus sprinkle a little something extra on them and help them out because it ain't looking good for the kids. Hopefully he sprinkle something on that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One gift to gather to the next. Um, TD Jakes. Mm. Back on back in the conversation. Um, there was a clip of T Jakes um that kind of went, I don't know how old it is, but it kind of made a circulation again through social media. It looks like it may have already been something that had been out. But either way, it was him talking to some women. I think one of them was actually Selena Johnson, it looked like, mm-hmm. um, that was sitting there uh, with her pretty self. Um, and he was talking to them about men, women, relations. Now, we're not going to play the clip because, of course, if y'all are listening to this, you're not going to be able to hear it if you play it. Well, I don't know if you would. But anyway, I wrote it down. Okay? And I wrote it down because I want to try to hear what he said. It's not long. Um, but I had to break it down to why this was bothering me. Okay? So the clip, he says, do you realize that men get angry when you out-talk them? That your tongue is your weapon and that you can win the battle and still lose the war. The right word spoken by a good woman in a bad situation can make a man fly. Mm -hmm. You know how you are about your children. Come hell or high water, you are down for them. Well, most of us had that with our mothers. And then we marry you and watch you give it to your children. And this is what I want you to understand. I am not blaming you for where they are broken because they were probably broken in some way when you got them. But I'm telling you how to minister to the brokenness without emasculating the patient. If you've got a man that life has beaten and he comes home to a woman holding a whip, don't be angry when he looks beat down. Now, this is what um, the clip was. I don't know what the whole context was. We just saw this clip that was making his way through there. I have my opinions. I'm going to go to y'all first. I need to know, like, did, did this get any reaction out of you or do you agree? Um, what he said, uh, Kirby. Sorry, my brain locked up. I don't, um, okay, let me start. So, CD Jakes is, 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 a, is a very great orator and preacher. Mm-hmm. I don't deny that. He said some really, really wonderful things over the years. One of my biggest problems, though, and I've had this issue since long before the other clip from Father's Day came out, is that like many pastors, uh, TD has benefited from the pain and trauma of black women over the course of his career. Uh, mm-hmm. Many people may remember uh, Woman Thou Art Lose. It was a series that he started 
to a degree in service to the black women in his church who had been through a lot of traumatic events with their husbands and with men and their families in general. And so the intentions were good, but you also are profiteering off of the stories and traumatic events of these black women's lives. And so I, I, don't, I don't know that this particular situation is any different because um, to a point that Nick made earlier, a lot of the things that y'all be saying that are true for men are no different for women. Um, these are human issues. These are not gendered issues. Um, and so that was the first thing that kind of dug in my spirit a little bit. I'm just like, you know, when I look back and also being a person who grew up or who was raised Baptist, a lot of rhetoric in the church is about placing responsibility on the woman and her behavior and how she speaks and how she carries herself and what she does in the home and outside of the home and how long her, her, her dress is and how she ministers to the brokenness in her man. I have literally never mm. heard a pastor, male or female, in any black church talk about black men ministering to the brokenness in women or the women of their, in their lives. And so it's just this very odd imbalance and it's starting to kind of come to the surface now that we're in a different time in history. It ain't 1995, it's 2022. Um, and so a lot of us, and it's those of us who are have built our critical thinking skills are just like, well, you know, listen, I understand on the surface that, yeah, no, if, the, if your partner works really hard and is taking care of all these different things, no, you don't want to be standing at home as a whipping post for them in some type of way. Simultaneously, we have to be thoughtful about the symbiotic nature of these relationships. Um, paying bills does not necessarily make you a good husband. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that that's not a part of it, but that's not all of it. Um, I can think back to my grandmother telling me about how her and her siblings would come home and wouldn't be able to speak to their father. Um, he would He would drink a lot. He took care of the whole house. They wanted for nothing. It was Christmas every, you know, every year, but they weren't able to interact with him because of some of the anger and trauma that he went through and not blaming him per se, but at the same time, you know, your kids suffered because of your lack of emotional openness and ability to bring them in, literally telling your wife, I don't want these children bothering me when I get home. Um, and so, but circling back around to what TV was saying, you know, I understand what he was trying to communicate but I also would like to say that I'm going to just say for myself, I don't want to have to minister to the brokenness of my partner. That is what your therapist is for. Mm -hmm. uh, that is what self-reflection um, and self-awareness is for. Now, to support you through the processes of helping your brokenness, like maybe, you know, something, some responsibility needs to be taken off of your plate so that you can focus on therapy. Okay, we can figure that out. We can talk that out. But your partner is not supposed to be your therapist. They're supposed to be your partner. And so I think that a lot of this stuff that's being communicated, especially in relation to how T.D. Jake said it, which is how a lot of pastors and other clergy and stuff that communicate behavior that Black women should exhibit, you're essentially telling Black women that we have to be everything for our household and take everything from our household and be grateful for the bare minimum in a lot of ways. That's how, that's how it comes off to me. Um, but yeah. Coco, what you got? <clears throat> so I totally agree with Auntie K. And my thing is, why does it always have to be women building, consoling, nurturing? I mean, and that is a part of our, you know, nature. 
are men, but we can't get the same. Like it's, it's it needs to be taught across the board. I'm I come home beat up by the world sometimes too, but you still expect me to get the kids ready for bed, cook you dinner. Some people, you know, lay your clothes out, get your have your water run. You know what I'm saying? Have your plate ready. So it's like. I can't even come home and talk about how the world beat me up because I have to worry about how the world beat you up, even though we we operate in the same world. So I just feel like it needs to be taught across the board. Like we need to learn how to talk to people across the board. And let me let you know, me personally, whatever you say to me, I'm going to say it back to you. So if you're talking crazy to me, I'm going to talk crazy to you back to let you know that you're not going to talk to me like that. That's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? My ex will tell you that was a problem in my relationship. You you can't say whatever you want and I'm supposed to be like, well, okay, since you're the man, I understand your side of, uh, you know, I understand your feelings, but when I say what I want, oh, I'm just being this person or you just nagging or you don't understand I'm a black man in America, so you know I got it ten times as hard as you. Okay, and you finna be a black single man in America. Yeah. Right. I about to deal with that like I'm, I'm i to me i feel like if we're going to talk about building each other up emotionally and spiritually and you know ministering to each other let's like I, i'm with that but me just giving my all to you what do i have left when you weigh me the fuck out or weigh me down i have nothing i have nothing 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 and i think that you know women are just getting tired of it and then you know because we have a voice now and we are able to make it without men it's like now you want to talk about the way we act and the way we talk, but it never wants to be brought up how they treat us. So I don't know. If you're going to preach it, preach it across the board, my guy. I understand what you was trying to say, but it needs to go for, like, Auntie K, say humans, not a gender, but human as a whole. I found it interesting how he was talking about women and their kids. <laughs> like, hold on. Are you not the right. Oh. Like, why are you putting all this stuff on the woman? Like, this is your space. And then also, it was really weird how everything went left at a certain point. You're talking about relationships. Then you start talking about your mama. Then you go <laughs> back talking about relationships. That's weird. I just, I wish people would stop telling other people what to do. And then also, yes, singling out one sex as opposed to the other. Because the dumbass men who hear that are going to be like, oh, T.D. Jake says this is what you need to do. And according to this, these people are saying, as a woman, this is your role. This is your job. Um, and when you present yourself as a T.D. Jakes, you do have authority or people think you have some authority on what you're talking about. Um, you do have command and people listen to you, you know? Um, so you can really be impactful, but I'm just like, why can't you just talk about, you know, like y'all have said relationships as a whole. I don't know any kept women personally. <laughs> uh, we all out here, everybody I know we all working. Um, as Auntie Coco said, dealing with the same, you know, getting beat down too. And I've been in relationships where men are like, I don't want to hear about it. Or they mm -hmm. think it's negative and start complaining. If you complain too much, I'm just telling you about my damn day. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my job. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was doing for the past, like, 10 hours. Um, I don't know what else you want to talk about. Um, but yeah, men just need to stop. And I, like I said, pastor, minister, speak to both sexes a relationship a successful relationship or a true relationship is one of partnership um compromise on both parts mm -hmm. um love and respect so why can't that be the message <laughs> thank you ladies i really appreciate that because 
yeah, the 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 things that go for men a lot of time go for women. It started out. Do you realize that men get angry when you out talk them? Don't everybody not like being out talk? Okay. Like and, and like I'm like you said that as if it was like something that they do. We never experienced that. We don't. We love being out talked. <laughs> like no, nobody like being out talk, over talk, disrespect. Like nobody no. likes that. Your everybody's tongue can be a weapon. Everybody can has the ability to speak life or death into people with their tongue. That that's across the board. Um, so I mean, you told the truth, but you just told half of the truth. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's not a lie. Men do get angry when you out talk them. So do women. Mm-hmm. And everybody on the spectrum. Because oh. you might not be a man or a woman now. See what I'm saying? Right. All right. Inclusivity. That was my inclusivity moment. Okay. Um, it was weird about the mom thing. That really threw me off. You know how you are about your children? Yeah. I'm trying to connect that. Some hella high water, you are down for them. Ain't that what the parents supposed to be doing down for their kids? Um, most of us had that with our mothers. I'm glad for those of you who didn't. I'm sorry. Um, and then we marry you. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did we get there? What do they have to do with that? And watch you give it to your children. Ain't it supposed to be our children? First of all, a lot of y'all ain't getting married. Okay? So let's stop playing right there. Y'all have kids and y'all not getting married. And you're not watching them give it to their children because you're not even there to see it. Okay, so cut that bull right there. Um, you talking, you comparing men to children. Y'all are not children. All right. So the way that an adult woman interacts with a child should be vastly different than how she interacts with you. Uh, unless you acting like a child, if, if that's where we're going with this. So I feel like that that comparison is not fair. It it, it shouldn't be done. Um, and it's almost gaslighting. Like, well, you give these kids this attention. Well, I have to watch a two-year-old all the time. That's their two. Shouldn't have to watch a 42-year-old all the time. You're 42. Um, you give them all your love and everything you got. There again, two. Two. They they can't go out and work and earn a living on themselves. The baby can barely even walk without bumping into something, okay? So I just feel like that was ridiculous. And let me say this. I think what he was talking about was the unconditional love and support that you have for your children, which you should have. Um, And I know people love to say, like, marriage and that type of love is unconditional. Kirby, we talked about this the other day. Um, There are conditions. There are literally conditions in the marriage vows, the, the, the vows are the conditions. Um, sickness and health, richer or poor, good times are those are conditions. Um, but I think that conditions for your partnership and conditions for your children are gonna be different and they shouldn't be expected to be the same. Um, blaming, yeah, not blaming you for them being broken. They were probably broken in some way when you got them. Let's start there because now I'm gonna talk to both of y'all. Why are you broken out here trying to pursue relationships? We talked about this the other day. You're not prepared. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. You need to be properly prepared before you enter into these things because ain't nobody responsible for fixing your brokenness but you. Not your partner, not no you. You are the only person who can do that. 
Um, and then why are you partnering up women with people that are broken? You need to start having a little more discernment and paying attention and stop getting into situations like that because they're very dangerous. If you've got a man that has been beaten and comes home to a woman holding a whip, don't be angry when he looks beat down. First of all, like Auntie Kaylee said, I don't know no kept women. I don't know women just waiting at home for a man to come home. They out working too, getting beat down in this same world that men are. And the, the painting this picture of a woman bitter at home with a whip waiting on the man to come home, I think is really gaslighting as well. Because we don't see it in most cases. That's not happening. If you're an outlier, good luck with that. You need to get out of that situation because that is definitely abusive. Um, but yeah, coming home, a lot of us, we get home after, you know, a lot of women may get home after their men and they've had just as hard of a day. It's about people learning to work and support each other um, in better ways and better communication. Anyway, I could go on and on and I'm not going to do that. This breaking this down, I think helped me really look at it. And I just encourage people when you hear these clips and you see these things, really listen to what they are saying and like kirby said just because somebody speaks confidently and it sounds good or this is something that works for them does not mean it is no pun intended gospel um i mean you know what i mean like really really break it down because this can be very dangerous kind of like that dana chanel thing we just talked about you know she sounds very confident in that clip in what she said but breaking it down we're like well, wait a minute it doesn't really make sense. So, yeah, that's my takeaway on this. I love T.D. Jakes. I love listening to him because he is a great orator. And I do agree with uh, not everything, but a lot of things that he says. I think he has, he gives you great thinking, things to think about. Um, but, yeah, this one, this, this ain't it. I'm not with this one. Mm-hmm. All right. He said, <laughs> he said a lot worse. It just hasn't made it to the Internet. So I'm going to just leave that out there, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's it just had made the highlight real. Um, all right, we moving on. You better be careful what you say to me. You know, I think we should hold that one. We'll hold that one. Yeah, let's hold that one. All right, let's hold it. Let's hold it. Let's let's. Well, that'll be the end of the menu then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that's the end. Ain't got no more. Um, bottom of the show. It's time for uh book of the month. Yeah. Well, I had a brain freeze right there. Kirby, right. you can let everybody know what our book of the month for August is. Absolutely. For August, our book of the month is Black Girls Must Die Exhausted, a novel uh by Jane Allen. Uh this particular book is about um a young black woman who faced with an unexpected fertility di- infertility diagnosis and how she must navigate her romantic life, her professional ambitions, um, and complex family matters with the help of her two long time friends. Um, and it sounds like something that um, uh, that would be, you know, oh yes, thank you for putting it up. Um, that sounds like something that is interesting um, and something that is enticing and juicy and um, also probably connects with a lot of us black women because of course, um, I don't know what the specific issue is that she gets diagnosed with, or at least I'm not going to share it, but things like PCOS, endometriosis, and other types of infertility issues are things that definitely um, have become an issue in the Black community. And so while this is a fiction novel, it definitely draws from nonfiction in real life. So definitely get you all copies. Read along with us. Again, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted by Jane Allen. You can get that on all 
books platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or wherever you buy your books. All right, that was our book of the month. I know somebody um had posted that they read the first chapter and burst into tears. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm I, mine just got here, y'all. So I'm late. I'm about to start reading it. Um, it literally just arrived um yesterday. So I'm excited to jump into the book and give my feedback as well. If y'all interested, you can um, DM me. But anyway, all right, sometimes you go get your food, you're ready to eat, you open it up, and your fries ain't even hot. We got to do a return. We like to call them let goes. Um, Auntie Coco had to jump off. Um, she had something she had to go handle, you guys. So um, she had a let go, but I think we're going to let her let go of that when she comes back. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm really interested in this let go, <laughs> uh, T. Kirby, because I think this is something that we deal with as children, and now you are dealing with the adult version. Let oh. us know about this let go. Um, I am letting go of black anti intellectuals, um, and black people who um, are anti language and anti lexicon. Uh, let me provide some context. Um, I went to Montessori school with most of my for close to half of my childhood education, and I transitioned to public school when I was 12 years old. Um, and my teachers were not a problem, but it was a lot of my peers uh, doing things like calling me an Oreo or saying that I'm a white girl or that I talk like a white person or that I use too many big words. And that continued throughout my high school career in Atlanta public schools. Yes, I'm calling you out. Um, and so for a long time, I used to make myself smaller and try to adjust my language and try to use simpler sentences um, and less of the vocabulary that I was so proud that I had learned during my time um, being in Montessori school and even at my first public school, um, my middle school um, in APS, my high school, not so much. I didn't learn very much there, um, but I'm really, really tired. And now additional context, um, as we you know continue to build the platform, I go and visit on other, um, other podcasters lives and uh, their platforms and their podcasts etc and I'm seeing the same issues from adults you know I'm in my mid-30s and I've got people in their 50s in 2022 telling me why do you use so many big words and you must think you smarter than us and just say it simple why you can't talk regular like literally these are I'm quoting like verbatim these are things that have been said to me even in the last couple of weeks I've witnessed this as well on a few. Yeah. So like uh, one in particular situation, uh, a guy on a live was like, oh, you using that anecdotal word again. Well, because I needed to make a differentiation between an anecdotal example, which is my personal experience or individual experience versus actually statistically um, supported experiences. Um, I was talking about things around relationships and around uh, black marriage rates. And um, I just, I... I was riding home from the museum uh, the other night um, and it just, it dawned on me, I'm really tired of anti-intellectual black people. It is not my fault. It is not my problem. It is not my issue that for whatever reason you were not exposed or afford a specific education. But even besides that, the biggest issue for me is your lack of security and self and lack of confidence. You're projecting on me when you communicate to me in that way. How I speak is how I speak. And the other thing is I speak multiple versions of English. I'm from Atlanta at the end of the day. So if I want to be like, hey, shawty, I can be on some hey, shawty shit. But if I'm standing up having doing a presentation at my job 
or doing a presentation for one of the volunteer organizations that I've worked with in the past, I may communicate in a different quote unquote vernacular to ensure that I'm understood because communication is not just about what's said, it's about what's understood. And, you know, I just really need, um, I don't need, I don't need, I'm just letting go of black folks in particular who have an issue with other black people who are, whether it's formal education or whether you just a person that read a lot or like me, I carried a thesaurus and a dictionary throughout my entire childhood because I love words. I love the fact that different words have different meanings and provide different contexts via communication. I'm letting go of every single one of you all. And while I am, it is unfortunate and I feel certain levels of uh, sympathy for you not being exposed or someone not building confidence in you around who you are, your language and how to communicate and different ways of communication. That's your stuff. That's not my stuff. And I used to carry it around and I used to feel shame and guilt around the fact that my grandparents invested in my education and invested in my intellect because they saw that I was a bright child and that I was good at learning and good at uh, communicating information. Um, and while some of it did involve a little bit of trauma, because don't make your kids overexplain themselves, that does have deleterious effects later on in their in their adult life. But in general, my education has allowed me to be able to take care of myself because to the point that we made earlier, I'm not a kept woman. So I have to use my, either my brain, my body, or some other skill set in order to survive in this capitalistic nation. And I just so happen to be lucky and blessed enough and have people that invested in me so that I could use my mind and my mouth, not the way you think, to be able to survive in this country. So I'm letting go of anti-black intellectual, anti-intellectual black folks, anti-language black folks, anti-exposure um, black folks, whatever category you fall into. And I still love you all, but I'm gonna have to love you from a distance because I'm not gonna continue to be gaslit and disrespected, dismissed, and try to be shamed for what I know and what I use to live my life. Because what's interesting, if you know what it is that I have to go through, even in the spaces that you deem to be white spaces, you wouldn't walk in my shoes. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even let nobody pay you money to deal with what I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. So enjoy the life that you built for yourself. Mind your business, be respectful, and maintain some level of empathy because you have no idea what other people go through in order to live their lives. Being intelligent is not necessarily always a blessing. So like I said, if I gave you my shoes to walk in, not only would they be too big, uh, you would be falling over and trying to ask Jesus to take you back to the original life. So I'm letting go of anti-intellectual black people and black people that fall into all the other categories that I mentioned. Bye, Ashies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, a lot because I've, I've, I'm, a, I'm an Afrocentric person. And I've always been about, okay, community, we got to teach each other and we got to love on each other. But honestly, I don't want to love people that don't want to be loved. I don't want to teach people that don't want to be taught. I don't want to be in community with people that don't want community. There was actually um, a great um, Black American um, philosopher, and he wrote um, just this really profound um, thing, and he said, and I quote, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if y'all are familiar, <laughs> right? That project familiar. You're familiar with his work. Okay. No, I mean, if, if they don't say, but she don't want to be saved. Some people don't want to be saved, but um, I, Al Sharpton said on girlfriends, I love black people. 
I ain't gonna let not one of them pull me down. You know, um, I, I, I remember as a child, like the whole, you know, when you do anything, even at Jason leads <laughs> the intelligence, they're like, oh, you trying to act white. No, white doesn't equal intelligent or good or right. And black does not equal the opposite. We're not the antithesis to everything good, right, and, and smart. And I think that is a very dangerous thing to do instead. I think it would be really cool to just tell somebody, hey, I really like your vocabulary. That's real dope. How do you know? Is that something that you're into? You know, do you have any tips for somebody who wants to expand their vocabulary um, or anything like that? Like, I, I just think like we can celebrate things in each other the same way I celebrate when somebody knows like a lot of um, Ebonics. <laughs> I like that. I was like, how you know all these words? You know, like, what does that mean? What does this mean? Because I want to be, you know, well-versed on all levels. But I, I think I've seen, I've witnessed what you're talking about firsthand. I was actually on some of those when I saw this happening. And it was really sad. And it was sad because it was people that were old enough to be our parents who were actually the ones who were doing this. And um, that was a little hurtful, more, more so, um, because... It, it made me afraid and, and understand why if you're old enough to be our parents and your kids is our age, this is why some of these people our age act the way they do, because this is what they were raised in. It became very apparent. Um, I think that there's a difference between someone who is being an asshole um, in how they relate to people and people who are just simply being themselves. Um, I, I, I don't know Kirby to be someone who tries to, as someone said, flaunt your intelligence. Girl. Um, and hey, so somebody said it. Am I lying? Yeah, they did. Right I'm here. Lying. And as you can see, I'm sitting right here. Um, that's not how it comes off. You know, and we do know people who do that. And you just like, really? Come on now. And we can call them out. But someone who is simply using yeah. appropriate vocabulary, that's not that. And I'm sorry that you had to experience that and go through that because it was jarring for me and I wasn't even the one on the live. Um, and I was like, whoa, what is that? So I imagine it was a little shocking the first time or every time you experienced it. But I just encourage you to stay strong in that don't change up because guess what? The same way they said that, it was somebody else that appreciated that and that yeah. could touch and agree with you on that level and, and, and enjoyed hearing you speak. I appreciate it. And we got, we gained followers from it. And, you know, as I'm getting older and becoming deeper into my womanhood and my adulthood, I'm learning that number one, I don't have to be liked by everybody. I definitely had a problem with people pleasing throughout my childhood. Uh, but more importantly, you not wanting to relate to me is not my problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you not wanting to communicate with me the way that I communicate is not my problem. And just like if I don't want to communicate to you in the way you want to be communicated, that's not your problem. So just getting peace and understanding what grace really means uh, and, 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 and being thoughtful about who you react to and how you react to them. I've had a number of situations. They say that when you're, um, when you're on your way to completing uh, certain goals and to receiving certain blessings, that's when stuff starts coming out, the, the, the crack smoke and not the woodwork trying to fuck with you and get you off of your center. And so I'm very centered in my life right now. 
So, you know, when, when people's circumstances, situations, or scenarios that be on that fulala are like, yeah, I'm trying to distract you. I can't be distracted right now. I am too focused on the goals and things that I want to accomplish in places that I want to be internally and externally. Um, so I just don't have time for it. That's why when I was riding home, I had a vitriolic reaction to the thought. But after sitting with them, like, you know, that's that's not my stuff. I can't help. I, I, I don't that that is not something that I can carry around for you. Um, I'm not I'm not a bag lady. So. All right. Well, we letting that go. I have a let go. <laughs> I had to sit and think with this um, as well. So I am letting go of. I'm letting go of expectations of being a boss um, versus a leader. Mm. That is what I'm letting go of. And I guess there's space for both. But I, for me, myself, and for any of you who may be in a similar situation as me, um, I want to let you know it's okay for us to let that go. Um, just to give a quick background, I had a, a, a like a like a check-in at my job. You know, we check in with your boss <laughs> um, and to see where you are. And I am a supervisor in my job. So this person uh, basically felt that, you know, I could do more in that situation. But what was very, what I should have caught then was this, I, they like to see more, right? And, and I think that was the key word, you want to see. But a lot of times in the way I work, you don't see it. I'll break it down. So um, I'm not a boss. I realize this about myself. I'm not a boss. I don't want to be a boss. I don't subscribe to bosshood. Um, I, I don't particularly enjoy it, but I, I do consider myself to be a leader. Um, what's the difference? A boss has to command. That's what they have to do. A leader inspires other people to act. Um, and I wrote down my notes, so I'm going to read this to y'all. A boss has to rely on their authority to gain compliance. A leader understands that respect is a two-way street and respect can motivate others. Um, a boss knows how to get it done. A leader is going to show you how to get it done. Um, when things go wrong, a boss is going to look for others to blame, right? A leader takes responsibility and understand that ultimately the buck stops with them. See, leadership is a sacrifice. Mm. I'll say that again. Leadership it's not a privilege. Well, it is a privilege. I'm sorry. It's a privilege and it's a sacrifice. Okay. To be a leader is to be a servant. When you are a leader, you ain't the boss. You are a servant first. All right. This is why servant leadership is one kind of leadership that is to me the hardest to master. Again, it's called servant leadership. If you're not familiar with what servant leadership is, I'm going to give you an illustration. Imagine you plant a tree, okay? Every day for the rest of your life, you have to water and tend to this tree. And you do so knowing you will never actually get to enjoy sitting in the shade of this tree. That is servant leadership. You don't get to reap the benefits necessarily, but you are doing it because you are a servant first and you know that it will be beneficial to those that come long after you that's hard because a lot of us do work and we want to reap the benefits of what we're doing now that is a natural human thing there's nothing wrong with that but that is servant leadership a boss cannot do that 
What am I saying? Leadership is not always going to be loud. It's not always seen. It doesn't have to be. I took a self-assessment and I realized that the pomp and circumstance that comes with the boss life, that's just not for me. I can't do it. I don't need everybody to stand up when I walk in the room. I don't need folk fake laughing at jokes that ain't even funny because they trying to cater to my ego because, you know, they think it make them look better to me. When I sit in the room, I don't need to sit at the head of the table. I don't need the chair with the big back on it or with the good cushion or with the good swivel. I can sit in the, I can sit in the chair in the corner with the broken uh, wheel on it or they lean to the left or the right. You know why? Because if you're really the leader and you walk in that room, it don't matter where you go. It doesn't matter where you sit. The room is going to shift to you anyway. Period. If you're the leader. So what I wanted to do with this let go, if somebody has been struggling with something similar um, because you don't see the need to broadcast every accomplishment you get, um, you don't need a parade every time you do something that you're supposed to do or help somebody with something or offer an answer to someone that needs it. This is the message for you to let that go. Um, I'm going to end with an answer for you to an age old riddle to sum this up. Y'all know they say if a tree fell in the forest and nobody heard it, did it make a sound? The answer is no. Um, I can get technical scientifically about what sound is and how it has to. Okay, anyway. It didn't make a sound, but what I, him, I'm here to tell you is that it did make an impact. And that forest, because of that impact, will never be the same before that tree fell. So in your leadership, it may not always make a sound. Sometimes you may do what they say real G's do. Move in silence. Hey, move in silence. You know, and 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 it may be you may be quieter, and sometimes it, going back to the beginning, maybe they don't see everything you're doing. But as long as you are making an impact, the people who need to know know, and they are feeling it. So if you need to let go, what I'm letting go of, which is being a boss and embracing leadership, then this one is for. I'm letting it go. All right. Auntie Shandy, thank you for coming, uh, being able to come back. It sounds like you also had a let go as well. I do. I have, I want to let go people who are irresponsible, you know, people who are disgusting, people who just don't have no kind of um, sense that God gave a billy goat. Um, so I'm not gonna, you know, put his name out there or whatever, put this person's name out there or whatever, but you know, I've been on a little ticky talk and it's been like a post or video of a guy with full blown monkey pops. I'm talking about you can see it, like it, it, and he's in the car with a McDonald's cup talking about he had to step out the house to go get something to eat, and I'm just trying to figure out. I know Uber Eats, DoorDash, uh, Postmates, and all them other delivery services. You should have stayed your nasty body. And I'm sorry, I'm I'm finna go in. Your nasty body ass in the house. Why are you contaminating the whole world because you're upset? Because he did uh, make a video talking about watch who you hang around, watch your surroundings because you can end up with monkey pops like me. Everybody is not your friend. 
you're not even your own friend because you keep constantly contaminating everything that you touch like you it's all in your car now you know what i'm saying it, 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 you're going to places that people frequent with the monkey pop because you fucking hungry first of all you can skip a meal <laughs> i'm telling you you'll be all right but at the end of the day like sir sir madam sit your ass down somewhere but i'm letting your ass go because you know you dead ass wrong he was dead ass wrong and i'm like you over here passing money the McDonald's that you've been all touching on or your card, and then the, the person who took your money, whether it was your card or your your uh cash, they interact and it's exchanging money without the so it's like that's how quickly this thing snowballs and, and goes. Like she said, there are a lot of different ways you could have got food delivered to your house, you could have got your groceries delivered to your house, and you know, just stayed out of the way, but that's what you chose to do. Yeah, we let you go too. I saw that video too. It, it was really disgusting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our let goes. All right. Sometimes you go to the function. You have little leftovers. We're going to wrap it up in some good old aluminum foil. Those little styrofoam boxes. Take it home, put it in the refrigerator, eat off of it. We like to call it our to go box, something we want to leave you with. And Auntie Kaylee got something for us to put in our to go box. Yes, I just want to shout out my parents. Uh, I have a set of awesome, amazing parents who I love very much and who loves me, who love me very much. Um, and so I just want to shout out all the good parents. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, be raised in a household where, you know, my dad doesn't think of his kids as being my mom's kids, like T.D. Jake says. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> two parents. Uh, they both were active. Um, my dad actually coached me when I was younger in basketball when we lived in North Dakota. Um, and so that was a lot of bonding time. I am his son, kind of. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of great parents out there who, you know, support their children and push them and motivate them. And even though I am 37, I will always be their baby. So shout out to all the good parents who are out there looking out for their children and their best you know, have their best interest in their heart. Y'all get it up, Kaylee's parents. <laughs> uh, well, listen to to Kaylee's parents. Y'all raised a good one, absolutely. And we we are very thankful that y'all raised her the way you did, and and that y'all let us borrow her. <laughs> we love her. Oh man, and shout out, like you said, to all the good parents out there. We appreciate y'all. And all the good and all the good step in parents, because everyone's about mm-hmm. my parents ain't shit. I'm just gonna keep it, keep it true. Um, so shout out to all the mentors, all the aunties, anybody mm-hmm. who stepped in an influential uh, capacity and made sure that your kids or the children, um, period, were just were loved and adored, understood who they were, and you know had were able to build pride and confidence in themselves. Um, and to the rest of you all, therapy's just around the corner. <laughs> Absolutely. For the men who are amazing stepfathers, but you horrible kid, parent, fathers to your own kids, that don't apply to you. Um, <laughs> it's the bottom of the show. Y'all know that. They be horrible. They be amazing stepfathers, but they don't see their own kids. Be confusing. And it be the women's fault. We're at the bottom of the show, you guys. Thank y'all so much for your amazing commentary. 
Um, Kirby, let the people know where they can connect with us. You can find us on Instagram at Extra Extra Wet, which if you look at the ticker at the bottom, uh, that is spelled out for you um, in case you have trouble with standard American English. You can reach out to us via email, hello at extracrispyextrawet.com for your comments, questions, concerns, emotional outbursts, or if you want to be on the show or have some topics that you want us to discuss. You can find us on Wednesdays on Instagram Live at 8 p.m. on Extra Wet Wednesdays, an extension of the podcast hosted by our illustrious host, Auntie Nick. And um, just we appreciate you all continue to support, continue to support us and walk with us. We're working hard to make sure that we're proud of providing you with quality content, commentary um, and, and laughter. Um, so we love you all. We appreciate you all continue to listen to us on YouTube, um, on Anchor or uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're distributed just about everywhere. And we appreciate every single one of you all um, vocabulary or not. All right, that's all we got. I ain't got no more. Thanks for joining us. Um, see y'all on Wednesday. We don't like to say goodbye here. We like to keep it straight Atlanta. So we just say, all right then, shouty. Hey. <laughs>